Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. I'm your host, CEO Hayes. And for any first-time listeners, go ahead and follow the podcast that's at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. And on this week's podcast, we have April Danielle in the building from uh, the Talking Greasy podcast. And in this one, we actually discuss her mental health. Uh, her diagnosis, as well as how that affects her being a creative in the podcasting space, her coping mechanisms and the importance that it was for her to find uh, a place to talk about these type of issues with other black women. So it's just an amazing conversation that gets pretty deep about mental health. Um, I, I know that mental health is becoming more and more talked about in our community every day. And we also shout out a few screws loose podcasts um, who does it um Two, two times a week, I think, is when they drop episodes, if not more. Um, but they are a podcast that's led by black men. So I want to shout them out at the top of the show as well. Um, also, you guys can go ahead and follow the Breaks Media as well. I forgot to uh, shout that out at the beginning. And that the Breaks Media Network is what this podcast is a part of. Um, you can find other great podcasts, range everything from sports to music, um, uh, films, um Mental health, as we said before, uh, and also just general around all great black ass podcasts, as Justice from Extra Regular says. Um, so definitely go and check out the Breaks Media Network as well. So for any first time listeners, you guys, I'm sorry for any seasoned listeners, you guys already know our first segment is the end of mind haze segment where we get into my dark and twisted mind and where I discuss whatever's going on in my mind for that week. So we're going to go ahead and let AJ take it away and I'll see you guys right after this. The following is a Breaks Media Podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world. Best podcast, best, best podcast in the world. The Awakened Soul. Best podcast, best, best podcast in the world. The Awakened Soul. All right. And so the first thing in the mind of Hayes this week is definitely Star Wars Celebration and Game of Thrones, uh, as I'm sure is on a lot of people's mind. But I will not actually be talking about them in depth in this segment this week for the Star Wars uh, and for well, the Star Wars reaction. So to say, I actually recorded a reaction video to the news coming out of Star Wars Celebration. So go to the Breaks Media YouTube page to check that out um so we're gonna actually steer away from that conversation even though i really want to have i could i could talk literally star wars all day that's like one of the great things from my um <laughs> my uh my childhood that i i still i'm still like a giddy little kid about at times and i have no shame about that at all i love star wars um but again i say we're not gonna go into it um so this week we're actually gonna be talking about the college uh scandal College admission scandal. And so there have been 17 um, indictments coming down across that. And it's good to see that that, that they're, they're moving forward with prosecution. And actually, you know, some students and graduates may be the next targets of this as well. So they may start going after uh, some of the students in this case. But one of the celebrities, Laura Laughlin, um, still maintaining her innocence, actually. And it's funny because her daughter is actually not talking to her um her or her father 
um, because of everything that's that's come out of this so far. Um, she's actually a pretty prominent YouTuber as well. And, you know, she's ta actually talked about college on you on her YouTube channel, as well as talking about like, um, I think at one point, don't don't uh, correct me if I'm well, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, anyone who knows. But I, I think even at one time talked about possibly dropping out of college um, to pursue other things. And so this whole case just, you know, and a lot of other podcasters in the community have talked about it, talked about about it from the sense of or from the perspective of white privilege. And I think this is and there is absolutely I want to say there is absolutely um, some of that in this, but this is also a classism thing and an elitism thing. And so the elite, and while yes, the, the, the majority of the elite are white, um, as they are everything in this country, but this whole thing, and, and it, it's, it's gone into a conversation about college admissions and higher learning. And I love the conversations that are spinning out of this from the community, but it's it 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 makes you worried. It makes you wonder anyone who's coming from an underprivileged situation or a situation in which they need a scholarship to be able to go to college because there are people like that across the spectrum that their only hopes of really going to college is to get a scholarship. And so I think this hopefully is going to maybe help and it, it may not, but the ones who have to bust their ass and work their hardest and get make sure they get good grades and pass tests and uh, score in the elite part of their uh, school to get into college. I'm sure this is disheartening for everyone there. Um, and, and, you know, me as someone who is a father, who my kids are getting older, um, getting ready to go into high school soon. Um my oldest son is and my daughter's going into middle school. It's just it's one of those things that as a parent, it, it I, luckily my kids aren't old enough, or at least they haven't brought it up that I don't think they're really paying attention to this. But if they were to bring up, you know, dad, now, now, should I even try to go to college because of this? You know, I mean, it, it of course, I think I think is concerning a lot of people, a lot of uh, students, a lot of parents, everything. And so anyway, to, to get back on topic, like it's really uh, the indictments that are coming down for this. We're going to see how far it goes. I'm sure some plea deal is going to be coming down uh, very soon and we're going to see some slaps on the wrist. But I, for one, hope that the, the, the people in this case are being made an example of. And one of the 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 one who was helping to fake these uh these test scores actually I, I believe he's working with he's already cut a deal and he's he got he got so good to the point of scoring these tests where he's he didn't do perfect he actually faked some of these tests to where they almost barely passed uh, the requirements that way they kind of flew under the radar and he's detailed this and when you think of it from that level it's just even scarier because it's like how do you detect it and it's it's good that this was caught out but i'm sure there are way more cases in this than we will ever be made aware of in this country and so that's that's uh just one of the things that i want to talk about that were on that was on my mind this week um the next thing i want to talk about that i'm actually not going to go into super detail about because i think i i'm I going to have a, a longer form discussion on this one i'm um, actually in the main part of one of the episodes but candace owens we all know candace owens a, a black um woman conservative and she definitely rings that bell all the time and she um and I, what i want to say and what where i want to kind of go in this um 
some of her comments are like there's no skin color in Patriots and being a Patriot um, as I flub over my words there um, and that black people are not owned by the left. Those statements in of themselves, that mindset in of itself is not bad at all. But it's the propaganda that she plays into that a lot of people take issue with. And I've been one to say all the times in, in, in me talking about politics, like not everyone on the Democratic side is for black people. And I think that um, as black people are being or, or as this generation, I should say, are being aware of politics earlier on. And at least I think my generation was it, it's something that you're seeing more people being open to conservatives conserve being a conservative um that that are that are black they're leaning more uh towards the right and and so in that being in, in that being said it's like what there you're right there's no political party that owns black people and there's no monolithic thought that black people should have that they don't pay attention to it i've been one on this podcast that i've mentioned um acts that republicans politicians have gone through that that were hope that in that had hopes to benefit black people or to stop um cop shootings like uh, i wish i knew the episode title right off the top of my head um but while i don't agree with a lot of what candace owens does like i say and this is this is where things can get skewed off because you have these these great thoughts and when she talks about black people and black people not being forced into one way of thinking I could get behind it, honestly, but then it's it's the other stuff that comes in in into question with her and the other things that she says when she just it seems like she's pushing an agenda rather than focusing on the issue of there being no skin color and being a patriot. Um, and so a lot of her comments have also on nationalism have come out um, that were used against her, and, and you know she since backed down off that, but. Yeah, for for anyone who sees Candace Owens and really just thinks she's batshit crazy, I think that there's a, a Rhonda Mary who's actually been on this podcast, who's also a YouTuber. Definitely go and check out her YouTube page because she says a lot of the same stuff as far as black people being more open and not owned and being more aware of what's going on. Um, in in to see when the wolves are trying to be or try to be pulled over our eyes, but she really doesn't have the agenda. So I, I want to take time out to shoot her out. But let me know what you guys think about Candace Owens. Do you guys think she's batshit crazy? Do you understand some of what she's saying? Let me know. Um, but that's it. That's been it for this in the mind of Hay segment. We're actually going to get into a break. On the other side of that, you are going to hear um, the petty news from the one and only Scoop Gray. I'll see you guys after that. Yo, what up, what up, everybody? Scoop Grady along with the Petty News. We got so much to talk about. I hope everybody's having a great day. Everybody's enjoying life. Man, the NBA playoffs is here, y'all. Please comment and let me know who y'all got winning the NBA Finals. The Brooklyn Nets then already stole one from the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Toronto Raptors lose to the Orlando Magic. Kawhi Leonard was balling. Kyle Lowry was even on the court. This man played over 40 minutes and gave us zero points. I don't know what it is about the playoffs, man. Kyle Lowry just go missing, man. We, I'm pretty sure he's on the back of a milk carton that said we looking for you, wanted or something. Kyle Lowry, you need to step it up, y'all. I got Golden State versus Milwaukee Bucks in the finals, y'all. That's what it's probably be looking like. But let me know what y'all think. Next, Tiger Woods wins his fifth Masters title in the first major victory since 2008. 
Congratulations, Tiger. Hey, a lot of people don't understand what Tiger Woods has went through in his life from surgeries to drugs to white women. Um, Tiger, congratulations. I'm glad you're back on your feet. You're in the right direction. Stay away from these white women, man. That's what's bringing you down. You need to get a sister that got $300 food stamps and can do her eyebrows and nails at the same damn time, Tiger. That's what you need to do. Next, young Jock is out here with another hairdo, y'all. Man, Jock is just... These hairdos is killing me, man. Jock look like their auntie that'll let you smoke in their car and drink around them and they underage. Jock look like he's stressed out. He like that dang on female that can't keep a man but always be on social media talking about men or dogs. Jock, you gotta stop with the hairdos, bro. I don't care how much money you getting for it, man. It ain't worth it, dog. It's not worth it. Jock is that guy that you just need to really just need to tell him the real because he's just been around the fakes a little too long. They, they tell him anything you want to hear now. Jock, you look stupid. Let the shit go. And last but not least, the petty question of the week. And the question is this. How long do you get to know someone before you decide if you want to be in a relationship with that person? That is the petty question of the week. It's very simple. It wasn't petty at all, I know. But that is the question of the week. How long do you take to get to know somebody before you commit to a relationship? And that is all we have for today. This is Scoop Gradient. Thank you for following Awakened Soul. Continue to support. Y'all be cool. Yo, this is your boy Franco. And this is your boy Ray D. A.K.A. The Pod God. And we are the host of Dad's, Dad's Talking, Talking Shit, Shit Podcast. Like, we are gonna say Dad's Talking Shit Podcast? Let's just say Dad's Talking Shit. You right. You know it's a podcast. You right. We're a podcast that talks about everything and anything. Anything from pop culture to politics to social justice to... Sports. Our children. Lifehood. Life it is, this podcast is definitely not for solely dads. No, it's for women as well. We got a lot of mom dads out here anyways. Mother's taking the place of father, so. I was going to say, wait, mom dads. That doesn't make yeah, sense. It does. Mom dads. Pretty much this podcast for anybody and everybody. So you can check us out on all major streaming platforms. iTunes, Speaker, iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on all social media platforms. Instagram. I didn't even say dads talking shit. With dads talking shit. Instagram. Dads talking shit. Facebook. Dads talking shit. Twitter. Dads talking shit. And it's our Gmail. Yeah, you can't gmail us. All right, y'all. Tune in. Salute. Salute. So, I don't have many people who, because, who, you know, I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I have a pretty popular podcast, but this person's been dodging being on my podcast for like a year. Um, it's been a while. It's really been, a, been about that long. I don't think it's been a year. Okay. I you just catch me at the wrong time. Cause this was back when you were doing your other like your original it wasn't even your original pocket. That what was that, your second one? That's what she said? Yeah. 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 True. So, yeah. See ridiculous. <laughs> but nonetheless, you guys may I know that voice. <laughs> April Danielle is in the building. What's going on? Hi. <laughs> Now co-host of Talking Greasy, right? That is true. Uh, I am now the official new co-host of Talking Greasy with Darnell Desert. Uh, Darnell, so happy to be back behind the mic. Third time's a charm. We'll see. Cross his fingers. <laughs> so apparently, I um I'm hard to work with. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. So what what's it like? 
jumping into a podcast that's already established? Because, like, you started your own, but, like, this one was kind of already going. So what's that like? Well, how's that different? Um, I'm growing, as Kelly says, from insecure growth. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to step back and not be. So, so I have a very aggressive personality. Uh, if those of you don't know, Hayes knows. Uh, <laughs> and um, so it's, it's hard for me to not, because this is his, to be honest. You know, it was him and Kim. Hi, Kim, which is actually her birthday today. Um, so, um, you know, he had another female co-host. And so one stepping into her shoes, which I think she was great. Uh, so that's kind of nerve wracking and, uh, you know, anxiety ridden sometimes. And then two you know, this is kind of his show. So I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have ideas and things I want to do and, you know, stuff like that, but I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but it's good. Like, I just wanted to get back behind the mic. Like I was so depressed after the last two, you know, like I realized that this is, I like podcasting or doing something creative. So um, it's going good so far though. Me and D, we, we vibe, we work out uh, together. We have a good rapport and, I'm um he needed that woman's touch to kind of take over uh marketing and advertising and <laughs> cleaning up some things, you know, which I'm doing. I'm trying to get together, which is that's fine with me because that's that's my, my my niche. That's what I like to do. So uh it's just so I don't know. I'm just trying to be as be laid back and not not be that hard to work for or with person <laughs> you're not hard to work with don't say that <laughs> you don't know well you do know you know <laughs> I'm your headache you know that <laughs> <laughs> I mean everybody but, has yeah. their I'm having fun though that's good that's good that's good so what exactly um... You're lost for words. You're, like, <laughs> you're lost for words about April Danielle, and you're never lost for words. <laughs> no, because like you, so you you said you're not hard to work with. I, I I refute that. You're not hard to work with, but like you. So the way that I explain it, like with all really creative people, is that you gotta kind of reel them in. Some know how to reel themselves in. I've kind of gotten to that point where I know how to reel myself in, but. I know your mind and you're, you're always thinking and that's not a bad thing. You know, some, some people want to be able to turn it off. I don't think you can. That's not a bad thing. You're right. You're right. I guess you have to match. Um, you have to match motivation. Yeah. And I think that's what I was lacking with some of my uh, other podcasts and counterparts is that, um, I was serious about it. You know, I wanted to have fun, but I was serious. You know, I know we had a full-time job all day, but, you know, I was all about it. I wanted to, you know, I had all these goals and aspirations and targets and all that stuff that I wanted to hit. And not everybody had those same goals and drive that I did. So it ended up being, you know, button heads and things like that. You got to find somebody that matches you. Yeah, that's true. I, I have my own stories about that, but we're gonna leave that out for now because people mm, seem, seem to take it when I uh, speak the truth. It's taking shots, so I'm just gonna leave that alone for this week. You know what? Me too. <laughs> you know what? So that's why I try to not to say nothing. I just stayed in myself these days. 
yeah. I mean, it's, it's I don't I'm not one to usually bite my tongue, but I'm I'm a I'm gonna keep it to myself for this week. Um, but so we're here to discuss something that's honestly personal, personal and deep. And I want to say before we even get into it, I want to thank you for being willing to talk about this because this is something that I think a lot of people will get a lot out of. Um, but it's 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 of course difficult to talk about, and that is how self esteem and self doubt affect being a creative. Mm. Oh, shit. You about to have the waterworks starting already. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to hold it together. Um, I mean, what, where do you want to start with that? Like, what do you what do you want me to, to start with? So, I mean, Just, yeah, like, okay. I, it's a difficult place to figure out where to start at. So just, I mean, I guess from the top, like, when did you first notice in those things affecting your creative drive and just what you have going on creatively? Uh, okay. So I'm going to be very honest to start this, this podcast. Um, for those who don't know, I mean, I post about it all the time. Uh, I do suffer with, uh, depression and anxiety diagnosed, not self-diagnosed, actual medical diagnosed. Um, and so it's been something I've been dealing with for almost 10 plus years of my life. And so sometimes, you know, I, take I have uh down peers I like to say or you know thing or I'm not myself as people have been saying lately as yourself (laughs) (laughs) um I I'm not myself um so it's hard because okay so as a creative I think being a very uh I like to think of that I'm an empath I'm very I feel I feel this is what a, a friend told me this when she learned that I was um uh, dep- you know, dep- a depressed, you know, just, you know, medically depressed and anxiety. She's like, you feel everything. And I was like, you're so right. Like, I like that explains me. Like I feel everything. And so as a creative, that's good because I have thoughts and ideas about everything. Like I have my journal, I have my notes right here. Like, you know, <laughs> I have a journal, <laughs> like I write all the time. Like I'm typing in my phone all the time. Like I, I feel everything. I always have thoughts, but then it's also bad because personal relationships and things like that suffer. But um, also when you get into those funks, as like I like to call them, though it's good for creativity later, at the present it's not because you can't see past your own self-doubt at that time or your own funk. So, you know, you're feeling everything and, and you got a lot of emotions and that's usually when, like, you know, they say with, you know, R&B artists, with any artists, you know, rappers, singers or whatever, they always make the best albums whenever they're going through something like a breakup (laughs) or divorce or whatever. That's kind of how I am. Like I I'm most creative when I'm depressed and anxious. However, so I have good material, but it's not at that moment. It's not good because I can't see past what, you know, my own, you know, suffering or pain or whatever later is good because then I can, you know, I, after I'm clear and, you know, I have the clarity and I, I can be like, you know, I wrote it down. I'm like, Oh, I went through this and this is good. You know, let me write about, or, you know, let me share my thoughts that I had at that time or blah, 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 or this will make a good episode or whatever it might be. Um, but during it, it it's tough because, um, 
depression and anxiety is a motherfucker because <laughs> depression <laughs> one is you're sad and you're you don't want to talk to people you're in a funk but then you have the anxiety where your mind doesn't stop which mm-hmm. is kind of like you you alluded to which you know about me is that i don't stop like day and night my head is just running and i talk with my hands so i'm gonna stop um <laughs> And I just think you just I'm overthinking, thinking, 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 thinking about everything. Um, and I just I don't know. It, it it helps and it hinders at the same time. I guess if that if that makes sense. No, absolutely. You know? So okay, so you've been suffering uh or diagnosed for ten years. You've been a creative for what, one or two years? Is that right? I'm gonna say I've always been a creative. Well, in the uh, podcasting but, space, yes. But yes. in the pod, yes, in the podcasting world, it's been a year. It's been yeah. a year. So, do you feel like the way that you dealt with it prior to having the outlet of podcasting has it changed any since then? Has podcasting honestly hurt or helped? Uh, I feel like it's helped only a little bit, but only because that's me. It's okay. on me. Um, I do feel like podcasting is a little bit of my therapy because I don't go to therapy like I sh- probably should. Uh, <laughs> so having shows like this and being able to talk and even sometimes whenever I'm having a guest, like I just I like talking to other people and getting other people's perspectives and knowing what they're doing and how they're doing or, you know, things of that nature. Um I think it's helped. I feel, I feel, you know, I, I get a lot of feedback from some of my, you know, friends from back home and people I've known for a long time. They're like, you know, it just, they're like, you know, it looks like you're living your best life. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're glowing. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I, all that's happening too. Uh, <laughs> but, still, <laughs> all, but still at the same time, I still, you know, in the back of the, my head in the back, you know, I still have that that weight sometimes, you know, of just that sadness, depression, anxiety, or whatever it may be. But uh, I do feel like I'm better. Uh, But it's been a tough year, though. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. Um, But podcasting, I want to say, has helped. Because I, I, I'm, uh, I'm gonna end on that. I'm not in, but I'm gonna. I, I want to say as a, my final answer that I do feel like it's helped because I did finally realize I feel like uh, my niche, I guess you would say niche, um, something I'm good at. I feel like I feel like I'm good at uh, something that I like you're to good. do. You're, you're good at it. Let's just go ahead and make that clear. <laughs> you're good. Something I, I'm like to do, and um, it's a good creative outlet for me. So I do feel like it has helped that way because I know what I'm passionate about. Like, I feel like that was something I was lacking is that I, I just didn't have a passion. I didn't have a drive for something. And, um, I really like, so this has helped. It has helped. It helped. But, um, and I feel like I'm, yeah, better than I was before, but it's always going to be there. You know, that depression, anxiety, it's like a cloud or, you know, a shadow or something It's it's not going to go away to be honest. So I know it's always there. Yeah. And, I, and, but, you know, and I guess the journey is in learning to deal with it. And while, you know, as our community is becoming more and more aware of depression and mental health issues, and we're trying to debunk the stigma around going to therapy, um, <clears throat> I think it's important for someone like you who is also creative, who has the platform to speak about it, to use that to talk about your journey. Like, not even new, because I think some people in podcasting or just in the media in general, 
now with with mental health they they want to speak from it like they're kind of an expert on it and you don't we don't always need that high level of that like sometimes the 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 power is in just hearing how you are personally dealing with it in your personal journey and to say hey i don't have all the answers but this is what works for me this is what i suffer from and i think a lot of people get the strength from that to then go out and seek help themselves or just to not not feel like they have to hide that side of themselves I agree. The reality of it. Yeah. And to not always have that medical, you know, uh, professional or, you know, like the medical side of it, like to actually see a real person. That's what I always like. I think, feel like that's something I lacked um, growing up with this and with over the last, you know, 10 years, within the last few years, it's it's been better. But it's always just been like, you know, medical professionals like, oh, do this, do this, do that, do that. I'm like, but I want to see other people that are like me. I want to talk about other people that are like me. I want to seek out other people that are like me. Like, I know I can't be the only one. I felt like that for a very long time. I'm like, you know, like in my, you know, especially in the black community, you know, you don't understand, especially coming from a black household. Like my parents, they were just like, what's wrong with you? They still to this day. I mean, they're they're better. But uh, they're still to this day, you know, like, what's wrong with you? You know, like, my dad's going to put me in, you know, military school. Because <laughs> he just crazy. thought, you know, he just thought I was just being rebellious. Like, you know, like, you know, my mom, love my mom. You know, I love my parents to death. You know, it's, you know my mom is always just like, well, did, did you go to church? I'm like, okay, mom, yes. God knows I'm depressed. Like, <laughs> he knows. Like, <laughs> like going to church is, 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 yes, I know I need to pray and, and do all that as well. But... It's, it's not that I'm not going to church. It's not that I'm trying to be rebellious. It's not that I'm trying to be an asshole or, you know, whatever you think depression is. It's not that it's, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy as I, I like to tell people, like, I wouldn't wish this. Like if you knew the mindset and the psycho the uh, psychological effects of somebody going through this, it, it sucks. Um, I recently joined a Facebook page actually it's called uh, black women and mental health. And that has helped me a lot to see other women, especially black women who are just, you know, saying and thinking the same things. I'm like, dang, I thought I was the only one. Like I thought I was crazy. I thought I was weird, which also compounds and adds to your depression, and anxiety, because you think you are the only one, you know, I grew up the awkward black girl, you know, before Issa Rae, I was that bitch. I was her. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was the awkward black girl. Like, didn't nobody understand me. I remember one time going to a summer camp and we had to draw or like make a paint some hearts or something and I painted a black heart and everybody was looking at me like bitch this bitch just painted a black heart <laughs> I was like but that's what I was feeling I was emo I was emotional <laughs> um but to, uh to see other black women going through it and sharing their stories and to be able to relate has helped um a lot so um do I cope <laughs> Well, no, I know I still don't. I'm going to be honest with that all day. Um, I know I don't have the best coping mechanisms. I'm working on it still. But uh, it is something I've been wanting to talk about. That was been one of my goals with my other previous, uh, my previous podcast as well, that I wanted to talk about mental health in the Black community and bring that to the forefront and talk about my experiences and get other people's experiences. Because uh, that's one thing is once I started opening up about it and not being so shy or ashamed about it, 
realizing that there are so many other people that are going through it as well. And we just, you just don't talk about it because you think nobody else is going through it. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I will say um, that I'm happy. And this is not just a same, shameless plug for another Breaks Media podcast, but what Dan and Paul are doing with A Few Screws Loose, I think mm-hmm. is powerful. A, because they're black men who are talking about mental health issues and how, how, how much is it that black men really didn't talk about that for so long. Like it, we were, we try to be tough or try to ignore it or try to just say we're not depressed or whatever. And to have two well-spoken and intelligent black men talk about their mental health struggles and mental health in general, as, as well as they do. And as often as they do, I think it's going to be powerful. I really don't think that they even really realize how much the community is going to benefit from that in the mm-hmm. long run. I, re- I really, I, yeah, they enjoy doing it. And Dan and Paul are both passionate about doing it, but I think it's podcasts like that, that really five years down the road, someone can find it and still get something from it, even if they stop doing it today mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be powerful. And, and I'm glad that you really want to use podcasting to talk about it as well too. And like you said, finding the group of black women who are talking about it, it, it makes it easier when you see people that look like you discussing the same things you're going through. And it does debunk that feeling that I'm the only one or I'm weird or I'm odd for feeling this way. So. Mm-hmm. Right. And Dan and Paul love them. I would love to be on their show one day to talk about <laughs> it. Like really, cause to be honest, especially with black men, to be honest. Um, and that was one thing I was ignorant about is that, you know, I knew it happened, but to to see black men actually share their share their story. I recently just started coming into contact with black men who are open about being, you know, going through depression or different type of mood disorders and things of that nature. Because you know what, it's often masked as they're angry or drug addiction, alcohol addiction. You know, because they don't know what it is. They don't know how to handle it. They're like. You know, like I, I remember having a friend is being like, I just I just don't feel right. And then later, you know, let me like you're depressed, you know, and they, they're drinking all the time. And, you know, so like a lot of black men are depressed or anxious or have mood disorders and don't realize it because they're masking it in some other way. Or they've been told, you know, as a man, a black man, especially you're not supposed to feel this way. So I, I applaud them. So, yay. yeah, <laughs> that's real. That's real. Um. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. Like, so what walk me through your creative process? And this isn't even from the standpoint of being uh, depressed or, or low self-esteem, but just as a creative in general, what's your creative process? Because mine, I can tell you right now, if if anyone ever finds my podcast notebook, I'm guaranteed that I'm probably going to get committed into a, um, the same asylum, like just real talk. Okay, before we all talk about me, what what what's what do you mean? What? Okay, so my Google is crazy and it's <laughs> sorry. Um, so what like what is in your what? Why would people think that you should be committed? Like, what is? You don't have to tell us all everything, but like. So the way the way because I take in literally a little bit of everything. Um, I'm I, I take in all forms of media, all forms of mute. Like I take in a lot. So like I'll I'll start off with a new page in my notebook and i'll say for example let's say if it's for the wake and keep in mind i do different podcasts so that's part of the reason too so like i'll start mm-hmm. off with the topic for the awakened soul somehow it'll turn into something for the breaks i'm circling i'm drawing diagrams i'm breaking it down like really 
mm. for what we're doing now on uh, the breaks where we had the hip hop brackets. Yeah. I had like so many hip hop gr- groups written down with like just buzzwords and thoughts of why I thought they should be there or whatever that makes me think. But they were like on a different page. So I had to draw. See, you, just me describing it. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> so, no, to be honest, coming from another person, it sounds exactly, exactly what I do. So, yeah, I'm very much, um, I think I posted this the other day, not to cut you off. Are you, I mean, are you finished with your, your talk? Because this is about me. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I'm very much the same way. Like, I carry around my notebook wherever I go. I'm very much a writer. You know, I have myself in here. Like, why do you have, you know, wine and why you have flowers and the color purple? And then you have like a, a you know, like it just, I just write and draw and then yeah, I do all the same things. Like, I just, Anything that catches my attention or, you know, that I feel like I can draw an idea out of, even for this, you know, talking about this, like I was just writing all day and people always come to my desk at work. That's what I was going to say. I think I posted about this. They're like, you're not working. I'm like, but I am working. I'm just not working on what you want me to be working on. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be working on it at work, but I am working. Um, I guess that's how I start. So uh, creative, creatively is I'm always just thinking of some, you know, anything like, you know, social media, I'm on social media all day. I see somebody post about something, um, not, you know, to kind of sh- shamelessly plug, uh, <laughs> you know, talking greasy. Um, our next episode come up is about thin privilege. And, you know, it was just something I saw, um, on social media and I didn't feel like it got the traction, like I wanted it to get. So I wanted to talk about it. And that's one of the luxuries you have when you have a podcast. If somebody's not talking about something the way you want to talk about it, put it on your damn podcast because you can talk about it. Um, so, you know, I just, you know, just writing down ideas. And then as soon as I get an idea, you know, I start thinking about guests. I start thinking about, you know, all this other stuff. And it just, you know, goes crazy. And so then I don't sleep. <laughs> so that's part of my creative process as well, which is probably not a good thing. Um I don't know if y'all have ever noticed that I probably post that you'll see at 1, 2 a.m. Because I'm up. Like, that's not a, a hoot suite or whatever you call it or, or a scheduled <laughs> post. That's probably me actually posting that at, at 2 a.m. Because I'm up because I can't sleep. Um, especially when I get into that creative mode. Like, I sleep in more of an increment. <laughs> um, like, I'll sleep like an hour or two there. and then wake up. Yeah. You know, hour or two. Um, that's part of it. Um then there's the buildup. There's the excitement. You know, after you do all the planning, the thinking, the ideas, it's the actual execution. And, you know, you got your guests, you got the show planned out, you got, you do the show, you know, you're at the excitement, you have it and you're good. And then you crash. <laughs> that's my problem is I crash. And then it's, it's, it's kind of like a high. And I get, and that's part of my depression, I think, and anxiety is that you have, a, it's addiction. It's like, it's almost like an addictive personality is like, I, I'm chasing the next high, the next podcast high for me me too like and that's the thing like you 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 will never hear me say anything about getting burnt out with podcasting like i get tired Mm -hmm. of course just physically tired but i never get burnt out and i think that people think i'm weird for that like i see podcasters all the time up and down the timeline like i'm burnt out or i don't have content and just the way that my mind works Mm -hmm. i have i can honestly say i've never struggled i've i what I'm a hundred and 
Counting bonus episodes, 103, 104 episodes into the Awakened Soul, 62 episodes into the breaks, like, and I've I've never struggled for content at all, or never got burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like I love doing this, and I think that's just it's my outlet because these are all thoughts that and conversations that I've been wanting to have for a while, but now I'm able to have mm-hmm. them, and exactly, and so it, it's it's just. It's been an outlet for me. Like, I love doing this. And it's not even for the attention. It's for the the conversation. Like, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the fact that my, my podcast is popping or whatever. But it's not even about that. It's about the fact that me and you are having conversations like this that somebody's going to get something out of. And that's what makes me enjoy this so much is for what we're able to create. And I have, as much as I love recording, editing is like my my peaceful place, like putting on headphones and zoning out into editing the podcast and really? figuring out what music I'm, I'm going to pick to match the tone. It, it, it just, mm-hmm. it's tranquil for me. This is my, 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 my therapy in a sense. Okay. So just taking over everything creative, creatively yeah. is, is your therapy. I like, okay. I like, I like doing my mind is I like actually doing the actual live show. Like, like this, like, yeah. Like I've been anxious all day. I've been writing all day. I've been getting on your nerves all day, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, but then actually doing it, like in it, I, I, that this is me. This is my element. I like I like this, and um, and this is what I want to keep doing, and I love it. Like I love it, and I want to keep talking about stuff, no matter what it is. You're like you're. You said with content, like I have so much stuff in my head that I want to talk about and shows that I want to have and people I want to talk to and interview and things like that, that I can hopefully I can do this, you know, for as long as I can. Uh, But with the whole point of the show is that sometimes my my depression gets in the way. It does get in the way, Uh, which I hate. I hate that. I really do. I hate that. I can't always be myself and um, that people notice that that's one thing I hate. Cause I feel like I'll be trying to be like, you know, hardcore savage is like, I'd say since a savage, I'd be thinking I'm hiding it and I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and I know I'm not because I, I'm, I very much, I'm, I wear my heart, my sleeve. So people like in my face, like you can tell, if you you could tell exactly what kind of mood I am in, especially if you saw my face. But um, I feel like a lot of creatives are not necessarily depressed or anxious or have mood disorders, but are maybe just moody by nature. <laughs> not moody, but just you know, like just no. You said it you right. Know? No, they're they're moody. <laughs> there are a lot of moody creatives, especially in our little pot and family circle. There are a lot of. Them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's just part of it sometimes. Yeah, you just true. gotta have to take it. And listen, I, I've been in my fair share of Twitter back and forth. Don't get me wrong in conversations, but some <laughs> of the stuff that I <laughs> that I see people going back and forth on on Twitter, I just have to look at it and be like, you know what? That's just the creative juices coming out. Like, really, that's all I could chalk it up to. Because anytime people are going back and forth about. Like what it, today it was something as silly as like, like you call Trump being a somebody called Trump somebody called Trump a racist. The other person agreed that Trump was a racist, but they were going back and forth because the other person didn't bring facts to support it. But they both were agreeing with each other. I'm just like, look, y'all just need to slow down, man. Like, come on now. So like they they were on the same page, but because somebody didn't have enough of the same page, they didn't have their 
you know, their citation page ready. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm just like, were, man, were, listen. And that's another thing is that um, being on, and I feel like that helps and hinders as well sometimes to the creative process and to the mood is social media. Social media is a motherfucker, man. It, it can make you feel like the, the greatest person on earth and then it can also make you feel like shit. Like, <laughs> it, and, but you got to take it in stride. Is that You can't take it, and I try to tell myself, you can't take it too seriously. And I don't take it too seriously. Like I tell people all the time, like half the time, shit, I might be lying on here. So don't take nothing I say on here serious, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it's such a part of our society. It's such a part of podcasting, being creative because you gotta you have to like you're like you're right like when some like you know we know when somebody's down or out of it or is not themselves you see it on social media because they're not posting and you're like all right where this motherfucker been at and you know like <laughs> or you can tell when somebody's going through it or they they got something going on with their podcast it all comes out on social media which is it's crazy um it's good and bad like i said it's good and bad you know it's good you know, you know, for the creativity, the camaraderie, uh, the discussions, the debates, but then also it can it can fuck with your mental. It really can. Yeah. So you just kind of have to be able to. Uh, which men are very much more easy at doing this than women. And I'm gonna admit this. I ain't gonna even lie about this. Even if I might lie about it on social media, I'm an emotional ball of mess. You know, I, <laughs> I'm emotional to it. So you know, it's hard for women to compare compartmentalize you know like men are much more easier as like okay i'm gonna put this here put this here but that and you know women we just put it all together you know we we can't separate it all sometimes so i mean that's plus y'all don't, sometimes plus gets, y'all don't know how to unplug because you nosy as hell you know what 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 i don't why how did why how did that i'm not nosy yeah i'm nosy i ain't oh, gonna okay. lie i was just gonna say go ahead and tell that lie <laughs> Um, no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm nosy as fuck. I'm, yeah. I'm nosy because I showed you. I'll be subtweeting, side eyeing. I'll be doing all of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, and I get in my feelings, and then two days later, I'm like, all right, I probably shouldn't have said that or done that. And I ain't know how many times you know, for the audience I always got to come back and tell Hayes, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry for being an asshole today, Hayes. So <laughs> I expected at this point. It is what it is. Before, but um, we know you be an asshole too. So. Oh yeah, all the time. It's part of the moniker, likable asshole. That's like that's that's part of likeable. the whole package. Yeah. Likable. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess I don't know. That's what I've been wanting to talk about. That's what, what else you want to talk about? I, that's I that's all I got. Here. Huh? I I can't believe I'm on here finally. Stop it. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got. I think I think we 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 did what we came to do. Any any last parting words? Anything you want to tell anyone who may be creative, maybe um, not even suffering from like any mental th- mental health issues or anything, but just a- advice that you would give to a one uh, would be creative. What would you say? Um, have healthy coping mechanisms coming from a person who does not have healthy coping mechanisms, which, <laughs> um, but that's a good thing. Cause you know what not to do coming from me. Uh, don't drink shots, all that good stuff. But, um, 
a lot of stuff I've learned from you as well and some of my other counterparts that um you know podcast family that we've been you know I just you just need to just take a breather take a break um I'm very much a person I just want to do everything all the time by myself I want to take care of it all uh one man show and I gotta realize that I can't do it all all the time I gotta take a break uh, I gotta realize that you know if you need to step away step away for a little bit um and like I said be have healthy coping mechanisms you know don't don't take shots of Hennessy all day <laughs> some, some people may or may not do we're not going to mention names me uh but <laughs> you know just basically get your shit together be together <laughs> um reach out that's what i have a hard time doing as well is um uh i've had a lot of hard relationships and friendships over the last year or two that didn't quite work out um so i am very shut off sometimes and i i have a wall built up and I try to I push people away that I shouldn't push away. And um, so just having somebody talk to when you do go through those times, especially in this another person that is a creative, that you can be like, you know, I'm just, I'm having a day or I can't get this right or I'm having, you know, whatever that you can talk to and um, that they're not going to judge you or make you feel crazy and they know what you're going through. Uh, yes. I guess that's it. <laughs> well, fair enough. Tell tell the people where they can find you and listen to you and all that good stuff. So again, this is April Danielle. So it's A P R Y L and Danielle D A N Y E L L E um, on everything except for Facebook because um, my family couldn't find me and they was like, "What the hell." So <laughs> Facebook is just with the eyes, um, but April Danielle. Uh, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, um, also on Facebook. And then also I am the new co-host on Talking Greasy. Uh, Talking Greasy is on uh, all social media as well. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, streaming our, uh, our iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, so check me out. And boom, there you have it. Um just coming in trying to destroy my equipment that's been this week's episode of the awake so we will see you lovely and beautiful people next week peace don't you put that on me <laughs> all right and that has been another episode of the awake soul podcast i want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening throughout this whole episode i want to thank to april danielle for coming through talking about her mental health and how it affects her and her creative process and just opening up that dialogue. Anyone uh, reach out to her on her social media where she left it. You can follow the awakened soul as well at the awakened soul pod or just at awakened soul pod. I want to thank you guys for all the support. Um, just in doing this podcast and as long as I've been doing it, episode 100 is right around the corner. we got some big stuff planned for that episode, but nonetheless, this has been the awakened soul. I'm CEO Hayes and we are out. Peace. Sometimes it seems like we're just swimming in our thoughts A bunch of small worlds Living in a mobile galaxy And outer space gets comfortable Makes it hard to come back to Earth To deal with hurt feelings Questioning our self-worth And when sanity becomes a commodity We stop asking for change And start panhandling for spare self-care Suffocating in self-defamation Take a deep breath, how rich when you can't afford the air. 
This for every time it got too deep and the ladders didn't reach. No tree poles, but I know this is what we got wings for. Every time we tried, failed, and asked what's the use, then we forced confidence where we used to be confused. And all of a sudden, perfecto, what do you know? It's some winners in these weirdos. That's how part one of this conversation goes. Questions and answers that you don't know. And that birthday suit is ill-fitting till you learn how to rock it. Then you glow up, take off in a premium jet fuel rocket. So it goes. Your problems ain't your prime. It's no longer 2000.